Welcome to the Fight Over Flight podcast. In this episode, we discuss discipline and how critical it is in every aspect of your life. Like the good former Navy SEAL commander Jocko Willink says, discipline equals freedom. And you're going to hear why that is today in this episode. We also dive into social media and how important it is to be the real you. We don't want the filter version. We don't want the edited version. We want the real you. Because guess what? That is your best version. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. God bless you all. See you soon. What's up, man? What's going on, my brother? How are you? It hasn't actually been that long since we shot. No, no. Well, it's been like three days. We're impulsive now. Now we just want to always meet. Yeah, we need. We got to pump out that content. Yep. So I see some of uh, the podcasts that are following us now. Yep. They got like episodes up every day. I know. Which like, hey, you're a cop, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And you're working. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're, all, we're all working in the professional world. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, we're giving you top-notch production. But you got to wait a little while. Yeah. Wait a yeah. week, baby. Yeah. Well, on. it's it's a good way to introduce the the new thing that we started. Yes. You no. Know, so we're going to be dropping episodes every Sunday around 6, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. But we didn't want you to just be left alone as a listeners to listen to an episode on Sunday and then have to wait till next Sunday to hear another episode or to engage with us. Right. So what we created was a private Facebook group yep. called The Fight Over Flight. Community. Community. It's on Facebook. It's a private group. You can just look it up right now. You can request to join and we'll accept you. And it's basically a community where you, it it doesn't just stop when you hear the video. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're done with our video or you're done with our audio and say Wednesday morning, you're struggling with fear, anxiety, you're having a rough day, you're having, you know, you got into a fight with a loved one. You don't have to wait till Sunday to hear another episode, right. or the episode might not even be about that. You can just get right into the Facebook group, write what you're feeling, yeah. write what your battle of the day is, and you're just going to get bombarded with with love and with kindness and with advice, and you're going to basically be part of this big family. Yeah, it's a great way to build your own community, you know, start connecting however however you see fit. Like if you're not necessarily from where we're from, which is Jersey, maybe you saw this on the internet randomly, you can go there and find people in your area and just like make make like a little fight over flight community there, you know, yep. do whatever you need to do to kind of bring positivity to each other and just love and abundance. So um, I think it's a, a really great tool to to keep the feeling that you get when you listen to what we're trying to give you to keep it all week long and not necessarily have to wait week exactly by week and it gives you the power to be proactive in changing people's lives and also the power to change your own life yeah because this is going to be a community where it's literally what the podcast is about it's about connecting with each other Mm -hmm. you can maybe meet new friends in there have small meetups go to starbucks you know discuss (laughs) what's going on maybe two of you are going through the same thing right you no longer have to just dm us or a text message just saying how great the episode was, you can now go into this community, say something, someone else can comment, and you guys can just have your own little discussion. Yeah. It's and awesome. At, at the same time, if you feel like we're missing something, if you feel like there's a topic that you're that we're not hitting, this is definitely the place to go and be like, yo, I would love for you guys to talk about this, this or that. You know, yes. going through a lot of anxiety. Can you touch on that again? You know, whatever it is that you're going through. Let us know and we'll talk about it. We'll do our best to kind of communicate what we've learned over, you know, through what we've been through, through our health situations, through our spiritual journeys. That's right. Whatever. Yep. And that's and that's the best way, you know. So right now, if you're listening and, you know, you, maybe you got sidetracked, you don't know what we're talking about. The Fight Over Flight community. It's yes. a small 
It's a private group on Facebook. Please join it right now. If you could just pause this, join it. We'll accept you and just look at it as a platform for you to reach all the other fight over overflight um, community members and just and just engage with each other. Yeah, I mean, if you want a direct link, it's facebook.com slash groups slash fight over flight. Beautiful. That's it. Love it, man. Let's get yeah, on with it. We definitely had to let them know about that because it's something that, it's. I mean, it's got like 130 members already and it's <laughs> yeah. only been up less than 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, it's, you guys are incredible. <clears throat> the amount of support that everybody's showing is just like, I. we never expected it. I know. Yeah. I love it. So we're going to get into today, the episode is going to be about discipline yeah the word we all love right we all love discipline scary word it's a scary word because i think that people don't understand mm -hmm. what it means right because and what we want the the listeners to know is that we're not experts in any of these fields but what we do is that we do a lot of research yeah and we interview people mm -hmm. that have gone through things and that's what we are you know we're we're gathering as much evidence and you know from all these different fields and then we're just distributing it to you guys. Yeah, I think one thing that we're both good at, too, is developing a network around ourselves of people that really know a lot more than we do. And, you know, we, we consult people that are just really gifted in their areas or know a lot about these things. And we ask them, like, That's right. what do you think about this? And, of course, we have our own spiritual journeys. A lot of what we talk about comes from there. But when it comes to discipline, there's a lot of different takes. And I think it's a big thing that people um, misunderstand, you know, what what discipline genuinely is i know you were talking with your brother about it yep yeah so my brother and i along with my good friend alvin we worked out at ufc gym yesterday nice. <clears throat> then we went to, to grab some coffee and we kind of just wanted to talk to each other this is something that we like to do because like i said we don't know it all mm -hmm. so we try to gather as much as we can from other people and especially with the internet nowadays you can Google anything and you can be lost there's right. so much information that you don't know where to get it from That's such so it's our jobs on this Fight Over Flight podcast, it's our jobs to gather the good information, take everything else out, and then distribute it to the listeners. Right. So we can, like, get through the maze of information. And what we were, what we were speaking about yesterday <clears throat> comes from former Navy SEAL commander Jocko Willink. Love Jocko, man. Jocko's amazing. If yeah. you guys haven't heard Jocko, please check him out. Awesome story. Not going to get into it, but he was a former Navy SEAL commander. And he wrote a book. Called discipline is freedom, mm. and I didn't really understand what he meant by that because me discipline was always putting as much time and as much effort as possible into mm. something, and then you're disciplined in it. It's actually the opposite. Hmm. It's you don't have to put in all these hours and hours and hours a day to be disciplined. It's actually the less hours you put in, quality hours makes you really have the ability to be lazy if you want. Hmm. So let me explain. <clears throat> yeah, unpack that a little bit. Yeah, let me explain. So if you wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. you don't have to be at work till 9. Typically, you wake up at 8. You wake up at 7, oh, you look at the alarm clock, you're like, oh, I could sleep another 45 minutes. <laughs> right. You have already lost the first battle of the day. Interesting. When you're up, you're up. Don't say, oh, I get to sleep till 7.45. No. You woke up at 7, wake up, get up. As soon as you wake up, brush your teeth, throw on shorts, throw on a hoodie, and go to the gym. Yeah, see, that's where I'm already struggling. Right. Because so, I'm always looking for those <laughs> extra five minutes to sleep in yeah, the morning. Yeah, and, it, and it, think about this. if you're supposed, Say you usually wake up at 7.45 every day mm -hmm. for work. Now, if you wake up at 7, that's 45 minutes times 5. 
days a week right. times how many days in the month, right? right? So these are the hours that you need to optimize. And if you do it early and you're disciplined in it, so you're disciplined at waking up at 7 a.m., brush your teeth, throw on gym clothes, work out, get the, get the, the hardest thing done of the day, get it done first. Mm. Do that every day. Boom. Incrementally getting better, right? After you do that, you come home, you eat, you get ready. You give yourself enough time to not rush. Give yourself enough time to actually sit down and eat breakfast, to have your coffee, to drive to work and not be stressed because it was an accident and now you're running late. Right. That's discipline. So if you're disciplined that way and then... So then what would be the, the opposite <clears throat> of that, right? So what would be the, um, the, slacker, the slacker version of so that? So the slacker version of that and... And, and, and play it through so that we can see, like, the, the overall big the picture. The overall difference. picture. All right, so the slacker version is you have to be up at 745 because you have to be at work at 9, say, right? You right. typically wake up at 745. You wake up at 745, you hurry up, you have to rush, you have to shower because you wanted an extra 45 minutes of sleep. Right. You have to grab, you know, some quick breakfast to go. You're sitting in traffic. You usually get to work 10 minutes early, but now there's an accident, and now you're going to be 10 minutes late. Mm. Now you're stressed out. Now your work day is already stressed. Right. Then when you get out of work, you're wondering, oh, if I have kids, I have to pick up the kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't have time for the gym. I'm so tired from work. I'm stressed out. Mm. And it's just a domino effect. And then you wake up the next day to do the same thing. That's a life of not being disciplined. Right. Now, on the flip side, if you can be disciplined in those small things, wake up a little bit earlier. It starts off with winning the first battle of the day. Mm. Wake up early enough to knock out your exercise, even if it's walking around the block a couple of times. Wake up earlier to knock out your exercise. Wake up early enough to get dressed, to eat breakfast, to not rush. That if something external does happen, it doesn't affect your mood. Right. It doesn't affect you being at work. Now, when you get out of work and you come home, you could watch Netflix for two hours. Hmm. Because you've already tackled what you had to tackle. Right. You did it in the morning. You knocked out the hard things at work. You're solely focused at work. You're doing what you have to do. At work, you're not on your phone for 35 minutes you know, twice, like 35 minutes at 10 a.m. and then 35 minutes at 2 p.m. Right. on Instagram. No, you're actually diving into your work. Mm. So the more disciplined you are in taking advantage of these quality minutes of your day, right. the more you're actually free for leisure time, the more you're free to watch Netflix. Right. So it's, it's delayed gratification, right? It's like putting off the things that you want to do for the things that you need to do in order to get to those pleasurable things or those things that you might not get be getting paid for let's face it that's right and yeah. and it's also things that are, are gonna benefit your life mm. because look you can't brush your teeth 20 times in one day mm -hmm. to make up for 20 days of not brushing your teeth <laughs> right, right right so to be disciplined it's just small amounts of time during the day that's done over a long period of time mm. and the more disciplined you are in that and the more chaos you could control in that because if you're late to work and your excuse is well, there was an accident. Now you have to come up with excuses. You have to figure things out. You have to right. your mood changes. So you can set time for that and be be very disciplined in that. And if you are, then you can have time to hang out with your kids. You could have time to hang out with your significant other, or you could just watch Netflix for three hours. Yeah. So you could actually be lazy, so to speak, because <laughs> you've earned it. Right. Because you've earned it. Yeah. Already. Et uh, Et Eric Thomas was talking about that a little bit. He's like. Um, some people are going to sleep at night and they don't deserve to. <laughs> He's like, you, you haven't earned right. the right to rest. You don't get to rest. Right. Yet. You haven't done anything. Yeah, it's true. That merits it. And I, I, I think that's fast. So why do you think people um, 
aren't disciplined like what is it what is it about just life in general that it's easier to just not be disciplined than it is to see the big picture and just say okay i need to put my life in this trajectory so i'm going to do this one thing incrementally every single day i think and jocko speaks about this and other people speak about it as well it comes from extremes Hmm. you think that you have to go to the gym if you don't go to the gym at all Right. Don't go to the gym six times a week for three hours a day. <laughs> that, that's totally me. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I think people have a hard time just going to the gym twice a week. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because my brother's very into fitness, mm-hmm. right? He's all about fitness. He goes to the gym every single day, even if it's 20 minutes. Right. He's there, even if he's exhausted. And um, when I got out of uh, the hospital, I, I was I started eating better. And uh, I was doing, like, shakes for lunch, right? So I would do, like, fruit shakes, whatever. And then one day I was just talking to him, and I told him that in passing. And he's like, ah, see, that's dumb. I was like, what do you mean? I'm eating good. I'm eating. And he's like, no, see, what happens is you're going to do that for a week, and then on Saturday you're going to binge, and you're going to have three times as much food as you would normally have. He's like, you have to eat consistently well. Don't just stop eating. Don't don't pull back on everything. Don't do a crash diet. Right. And I... I, I kind of took that and like expounded on it. And I was like, damn, that's pretty much the way I, I function in life is like, I'll do, I, I won't be doing something. I, I see that I need to do it. And then I just take it to the extreme and do it all the time. Yep. You know, like with, with Instagram, social media, when I started, I remember there was a day where I picked up my Instagram, opened it. I said, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of this phone until I'm making money through this phone, <laughs> you know? And, and it was just an, obs- it became an obsession, yep. you know? And yep. now, now that I'm kind of in that place, I can kind of step back and be like, I'll go a day without looking at my yep. phone, I'll, you know, besides like talking to my boss or whatever. But it was just that kind of like zero to 100 mentality that's not necessarily always beneficial. Yep. It, and, I, <clears throat> and I also think that because of, and, and what you're saying is that that extreme, you're like, I got to go to 100 miles an hour. Right. And you don't have to. And also I think what affects people is, that they don't set out a plan for it mm. because they think that waking up at 7.45 versus waking up at 7 or waking up at 8 versus waking up at 6.30. Right. If there's not the right motivation for it. Yeah, and if they don't really know why they're doing it. Right. Because think about this. I mean, yes, that hour of and a half sleep, it's important, but you are, and this is another book of Jocko, it's called Extreme Ownership, extreme ownership. and I've read it. Yeah. And you have to take extreme ownership of the things that are going on in your life. And you do that through discipline. And I'm not just talking about fitness. I'm talking about every aspect of your life. Because if you, for instance, you have 24 hours in a day and you don't realize, but if you're on the phone playing Candy Crush or playing whatever for 45 minutes, it may not seem like a long time. Right. But 45 minutes, three times a day, times seven, <laughs> times 30 or 31 days in a month. Now it looks. Now all that time that you wasted could have been used, could have been put to good use. Now, if you get everything that needs to be done with your family, with your career, with your startup business, with your health, Mm -hmm. then you can play Candy Crush as long as you want. Right. So I think that people have to prioritize what's important and don't underestimate the power of minutes of the day. I love that. Because that will complete, because it it compounds. Yeah, there was a book that um, my my old boss told me to read called The... was it the 20-hour work week or something? Or four-day work week? Something like that. Yes. Yes, I think it was the four-hour work week. Four-hour work week. Yep. And um, that's pretty much the gist of the book. It's like you you spend two hours, let's say, writing out minute by minute what it is that you're doing throughout your regular day, and you see how much time you've wasted and how much you can just condense your day, everything that you do that day that's vital, into like four hours. Yeah. And, it, and it's yep. wild because I did it for one day. I was like, man, I waste hours of my day. 
And that that helped me. That changed my mindset big time. One thing that um, Jordan Peterson was talking about in regards to discipline was he said that a lot of the times why people don't necessarily lead disciplined lives is because of shame. Mm. And I was like, what does that, what does that mean? He pretty much, his point is that when you're trying to be disciplined, that means you've set a goal, right? Like I'm going to go to the gym because I want to lose weight. That's Mm -hmm. my goal. And if you try and you fail and you try and you fail, it's like, what is that? What is, what registers in your psyche? Trying equals failing. And it's not a healthy way to look at it, but it's one of the ways that people look at it a lot. And I think that the first step to getting out of the routine of not being disciplined is to figure out what it is that's, that makes you tick and to execute on that every single day. Mm. So if you want to go to the gym every single day, then you have to say, all right, in order for me to do that, I need to be well-rested at night. Right. I need to go to bed early. And you have to start, you have to kind of pull the layers back, reverse engineer, right? Yep, reverse engineer. So I thought that was fascinating. You know, he talks about uh, <laughs> he talks about Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson because right, right. he's kind of quirky like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know... Um, Bart like tried a skateboard trick or something and he was like um you tried and you failed and you tried and you failed and you know what that means Bart and he's like no I don't know. <laughs> he's like that means don't try uh, and that's that's interesting. the place that people go to it's kind of dark but it's more common than we think you know people are like why should I why should I even try and get that promotion there's no way I'm gonna get it mm-hmm. and you don't you don't discipline yourself and orient yourself in that direction because you don't see that happening. It's almost like a fear of fa- of, of success. Mm. You know, not necessarily a fear of failure, but it's like I'm not going to not going to get that. Yeah. Why even try? And it's a weird it's a weird thing that happens especially in like Gen Z and these younger kids. Yep. Everything is dark. Everything is like uh, you know, F life and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, I I think discipline starts with like having a fundamental understanding that what you do isn't who you are. Yep. And it's funny you're saying that because what my brother and I and my my uh, friend Alvin were speaking about yesterday, and we, I didn't tell you what we spoke about, but you already, you already hit on it. Mm. Understand right now, if you're listening, what do you want? Right. Because guess what? Like we were talking about my brother's a, um, a UFC instructor. He's a UFC trainer. Right. If he wants to be the greatest UFC trainer to ever walk this earth, mm. he's going to have to make sacrifices in his life. Yes. He's going to have to be in the gym in the morning, lunchtime, afternoon, night. Mm. Like there's a fighter we know that he has to, he trains jujitsu in the morning, then around he, he eats breakfast, then he goes to lift. Mm. And then he has lunch and then he goes to yoga because he wants to be a champion. Right. He wants to be a world champion. Mm. Do you want to be the best trainer in the world? Because guess what? You don't have to be. Right. So that's also a mindset where we come from extremes and also what you're saying. Like my brother said, he goes, I don't want to be the greatest trainer in the world because I know what that takes. That takes 15 hours a day training. Yeah. It's like the, the goal that you set, you have to understand what comes along with that goal. And then you have to make it a very real thing in your head. Like, if I want this, then X, Y, and Z has to happen. And I have to do those things. If not, it doesn't compute. Life won't go there. That's right. Yeah, you know, like, you, I can't be the greatest uh, public speaker in the world and never never speak in public. Very Exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and, and, and also, is that what you want? Right. You know, because my, my brother made, made, it, made a good point. He goes, I love training. Mm. He put science back into training. He does it very well. That's awesome. He says, but I also love spending time with my brother and my father. I also like spending time with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I also like going to the movies. So 
he goes, I like those parts of my life. If I, you have to understand, mm. if you want to be the greatest at something in the world, you will have to cut those things out. Right. For instance, you want to be a CEO of a company, guess what? Like a major like Fortune 500 company, you may have to give up weekends. You may have mm-hmm. to give up time with your family. You may sacrifice time with your kids. You may, ne- you may never even have aspirations to have kids because you know that it's such a hard road to the top. Right. And the, and the more willing you are to accept that reality, the more likely it is that you'll be able to attain that. Exactly. And yeah. and the reality of that, you don't have to attain that. Right. Like you don't, not everyone needs to be the CEO. Right. Because what's more important? Is it more important to, well, no matter where you are, is it more important to make $250,000 and be the CEO and have no family, no friends, no love life, no leisure time? Right. If that's what you want, get it. Right. Go after it. But if you're okay making 75000 a year, having two kids, having a house, having a wife, spending Christmas with each other, what do you want? Right. So if you want that life, just know that you're going to have to put sacrifices. If you want the CEO life, just know that there's going to be sacrifices. So I believe identify what you want your life to look like mm. 20 years, 10 years, five years, three years, one year. Identify what that looks like, reverse engineer it, and figure out how to get there. And know that, okay, I have to do A, B, C, and D. But now I have to be disciplined in these areas. And once I'm disciplined in these areas, I will attain that goal. And then now I could watch Netflix for three hours or play Candy Crush because I've already crushed it. Yeah, it's the idea of bandwidth, right? Like everybody has a certain amount of bandwidth, a certain amount of things that you can pay attention to. I think uh, I heard Aubrey Marcus talking about... um, the uh, the amount of people that you can honestly and genuinely care about at once is like 150 or something. Mm. And they call that a tribe, like going back gotcha. to ancient times, right? And so it's that idea that you can only focus on so many things at once. And when you lose sight of that, something has to give. If you want to be the greatest, like you were, like you were saying, the greatest at um, uh, UFC training, something has to give in the other areas of your life. And so the way we measure success isn't necessarily um, as like as the public, the way we look at a public figure and measure success isn't necessarily always true because they could be the greatest at one thing. But then when you start adding in the the dynamics of like, well, what's their family life look like? What does, right. what does their you know marriage look like? What, wh- who are they as a human? What's their character? Then maybe whether they're successful or not becomes less evident. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And that's. We talk about a lot the perspective shift. Yeah. The perspective shift on, okay, it may sound glorious and luxurious and I want this and I want that and I want that, but are you actually willing to sacrifice the things in your life to get that? Yeah. And that's what you have to understand. And you can have an amazing life. So we talk about my dad. Mm. My dad is the most, a lot of people say that I'm one of the most disciplined people, right? And I actually say I think my brother's more disciplined than I am. And I think that my father's the most disciplined person I've ever met. And wow. my dad's a porter. My dad cleans buildings. Mm. I don't think he's ever made over 40000 a year, right? He just, he is the most disciplined person I've ever met. All of his brothers and sisters have diabetes, have health issues, have this, have that. Wow. He doesn't. When a doctor says, all right, you know, you're getting heartburn, you can't eat after 8 p.m., he won't eat after 8 p.m. Wow. If he's pre going to be pre-diabetic, he cuts everything out. But what I'm talking about discipline is at his job. My dad doesn't start work till like seven mm-hmm. and he wakes up at four in the morning. Wow. My brother and I would laugh at him. We, and so we understood this idea of discipline. Yeah. 
We'd say, well, why do you wake up at four? And if you meet my dad, he's funny because he always says Doc. They call him, they call him Doc. Like, mm-hmm. That's like a big thing in my family. And he goes, well, Doc, what do you mean? He's Puerto Rican, <laughs> like little Puerto Rican guy. He's like, Doc, what do you mean? Of course I wake up at four. And we're like, well, but why do you wake up at four? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, because I want to be able to shower, shave, eat breakfast, drink my coffee in peace. He mm-hmm. rides his bike, like bicycle to work. He's like, I want to be able to ride my bicycle and not have to worry about rushing. Wow. When I get there, I can sit down, I can relax, I can breathe, and then I can start my shift. I never looked at that as discipline, and so I read like Jocko's book. Right. And so we started talking about it. We said, that's extreme discipline. Yeah. He's not rushing. He's not putting himself in a stress state so his health is better. Right. He's not putting himself in these crazy situations. He's taking extreme ownership. He knows, Yeah. I have to sacrifice a couple of hours of sleep just so... The rest of my day is optimized. And what he does is he goes to work. He's the best building cleaner in the world. Like I said, if he, you know, he didn't graduate high school. I said, if he would have graduated high school with the college, he could have been the president of the United States. <laughs> Only because he's just like takes so much ownership and mm. pride in what he does. And, and it all comes from like that discipline. No matter what he does for a living, he's going to wake up right. hours earlier. Yeah, it's like and I a, just think it's, it's such a great concept. It's like a fundamental understanding and embracing of the principle of like you reap what you sow. Yep. So it's like, okay, I understand that by me uh, controlling myself, stopping myself from doing X, Y, Z, and and instead doing these things, I know that I'll end up where I plan to be, which is like, it sounds simple, like discipline on the surface sounds simple, but it's really a difficult thing yeah. to implement when you're when you're used to doing things one way and then you have to change. It's a really fundamental change in your character. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I struggle. And everything we speak about, on this podcast, yeah. it's funny because I don't want the listeners to ever think otherwise. If they know us, they know everything we speak about. We struggle with. It's right. like we, we we still struggle <laughs> oh, with it. Yeah, that's why we do all this research, and it's why we started this, and it's why we try to identify our weaknesses, right? So we can build on it, and we can help each other. Yeah, because if you know that, if I know you struggle with it, you know I do, then we can help with each other. Right. If someone's listening, they can help, and they can say, okay, like we always say, we're not alone, and we're not broken. We're just trying to figure out this this life mm-hmm. and how to optimize it. And this is how we do it. We learn from each other. And I, I look at people and I'm like, wow, man, I I love the gym. Mm-hmm. And I still don't. And there's still <laughs> days like I don't go like three or four days in a row because I'm like, well, I only have 40 minutes. Oh, man, I need a full hour and a half. Well, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, at like to go to work or something. Right. Some days I'm like just rushing to work. And I'm like, but why did I do that? Well, it's because I was on my phone for 45 minutes on the couch <laughs> right. or because it was so cold that I was like, Oh, I'm just going to stand the covers cause it feels good. <laughs> but I know, but that you have to take ownership of that. Right. You have to take ownership. Like, yes, it feels so good under the covers at like seven 30 in the morning and the wind's blowing and mm-hmm. it's December. Okay. But then you got to take ownership in why you may be late right. or you have to take ownership on why you don't feel the way you feel. Right. Or, or you couldn't get the things done. You want to start up a business? Well, you just laid in bed for an hour and a half yeah, because it was cold. It's funny that you say start a business because I was talking with uh, with Rich, my boss, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about similar things. It, the fact that some people don't discipline themselves at work because they're not the business owners. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether they kind of buckle down and focus on, on certain tasks, it doesn't affect their pocket. It, there's not a, a sowing. There's not a reaping that happens just because they do this. So a lot of times that's why people who are like commission based people mm. do a lot better because it's like, this is going to affect me yep. in the positive or the negative, which I, I think, I think that's a, a really interesting way to look at discipline. It's like, okay, this is going to affect my pocket one way or another. Right. 
Yeah. Huh. Well, so let's let's capitalize on that, right? It's one of Jordan Peterson's rules, the mm-hmm. 12 rules of life. Right. It is treat yourself, right? And I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. Yeah. Treat yourself the way you would treat someone you love. Right. Yeah. Take care of yourself as if you're somebody that you would take care of. That's right. So yeah. take care of yourself as if it was someone you would take care of. Yeah. Like as if you would take care of your son yeah. or take care of your dog. It's funny. He mentions take care of yourself that way. He right? mentions that like people would feed their dogs and give their dogs the proper medication before they would go to the doctor and take the right medication. Exactly. Right. Your dog is sick. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna. And he needs to take ten days of antibiotics. You're gonna, you're make, gonna sure make sure you finish sure. it. But you, you're like, ah, I'm fine. Yeah. I took it three days. I'm fine. I'm good. Exactly. Right. So. And that's a statistical thing. I think that's hilarious. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's not like just this made up thing. Right. And so speaking about that, if you look at that in every aspect of your life, mm-hmm. then, and you really and. and what people need to understand is that these are not I, like discipline's easy to say, right. love is easy to say, kindness is easy to say. These sound like these superficial things, but if you can live it every day, you're gonna see things open up in your life, and it's gonna become deep rooted. And when we're talking about taking care of yourself, say you're not in a commission base. Me, law enforcement, I'm not commission based. Law enforcement, I can take off. I can call out sick. I can whatever, I can go to work, not be proactive, just whatever. Right. I'm still going to get the same amount of money as if I showed up on time, if I never called out sick, if I worked hard, if I did the job the right way, I protected and served. So why would anybody, if I were making the same exact salary, why would anybody put themselves at more at risk, right. do more, optimize their time at work, and, and not just like drive around? Well, I can tell you from experience why I would is because the way I treat myself, mm. the way I want to be viewed, the way I want the legacy I want to live, the legacy I want to leave behind. I want people when I retire after 25, 30 years, first I want people to say, man, that Rob was a good person. Right. And then I want people to say, man, that Rob was a good police officer. Mm. I don't want people to say, oh, that Rob, oh. he was a cool guy. Yeah, he was all right, but you know, <laughs> he's, he's gone. I mean, yeah. we, we don't miss him. No, I want to be viewed at, as at work, my personal life, right. podcasting, everything. I want to be viewed as someone as respectable. Mm-hmm. I want people to say, well, I can respect that person. You know what? That guy has morals. He has ethics. And he has this, this thing to him, mm-hmm. that it factor. And I think that thing is when you take the, the small things in your life, you apply extreme discipline, mm-hmm. and you pour your love into it and you just are fully grateful of the opportunities you have versus just going about the day right like we talk about that just living a dull state like the internet kids would say derping around yeah like just (laughs) dull state no i want and and that's the legacy that i want to leave behind because i want my future children Mm -hmm. to be proud of me i want my parents to be proud of me i want my parents that work so hard my dad couldn't even eat meals just so I can eat meals. I want him to be proud of me. Right. I want him to say, look at this son that I raised. You know, my dad came from nothing. My dad, there was times where he was like eating gum mm-hmm. growing up as a kid and they struggled. And my dad did everything he could to get me a life where I didn't have to do that, where I could go to college and I could be the first to graduate college in my family. And he poured so much love into me. Why on heaven, why on earth? Would I disrespect his last name? 
Right. Why on earth would I disrespect all the hard work, the blood, the sacrifice that my, my mother and my father did for me, yeah. separated? Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah, I think that's the perspective thing that we talk about all the time, right? Is this having the perspective that you are leaving a legacy whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually we won't be here and eventually people will think of us a certain way. Yep. And we, we need to be able to kind of look at things from almost like a, an eternal perspective outside of time is like what are we leaving that was given to us and what are we leaving that's new that we've acquired on this earth right Mm -hmm. like we go through life and like let's say our dad really prepared us for life and he gave he gave us all these things how much of a shame would it be if we didn't pass that on to somebody and it just died with us yeah you know and and i think discipline is a huge part of that because especially us as as men we have to train ourselves to, to equip our sons with lo- with with the knowledge and wisdom to l- live in this world, That's right. to navigate through the difficult things, mm-hmm. and be able to stand on to on their own two feet, and we have to do that by teaching them, but also by living it ourselves, right. so that they see it actively and passive passively. And I think that's something that's always lost in these conversations. Is like, event we have to give these things down. Like yep. this is our cultural and societal duty. And, and I think it's so important to look at things from that perspective, too. I think about that way too much. <laughs> no, it's true. And, but you're right, because especially we like to discuss in the, in the social media realm, we're trying to break norms of social media. Yeah. Because we're trying to break the have to take 73 selfies to like one picture. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to break that. Listen, yeah. I like my selfie just like the next one. <laughs> I love a good selfie. You know what I mean? But... The thing is, is that like we're having fun with it, mm-hmm. but we're breaking norms in social media where we're saying the best version of you is the real version of you. Right. So if you're feeling vulnerable, if you're feeling weak, if you're having lack of discipline and you reach out and you're, you're letting people know, psh, man, all power to you. Yeah. That's, that's genuine. And uh, this is kind of a side note that I've always wanted to say in social media. So I'm just going <laughs> to get my chance to say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the light is on. Um, <laughs> If you go feed a homeless person a slice of pizza mm-hmm. and you took a picture of it and you posted it on social media, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Someone gives a slice of pizza, someone took it, and they had a really nice caption, you know, if you have extra money, buy it for a homeless person. Right. I saw like three of, I saw a bunch of positive comments, but I saw about three or four comments that were like, well, why are you posting it? If you're doing it for genuine, why are you posting it? Right. You just, you're just feeding them so you look good on social media. And it was kind of like that, and it disturbed me. And why it disturbed me is because, and this is completely off the topic of discipline, but let's go there. Why it disturbed me is because I get to see violence on social media. Right. I get to see you recording World Star, people knocking each other out. I get to see women twerking. I get to see drinking, bottle popping, all this. I get to see all of that, Mm -hmm. but I can't see the person feeding a homeless guy pizza. Why can't he take a picture of that? Right. I want to see that. Right. You know what? You go, if you're going to bring toys to kids or you're going to bring Thanksgiving dinner to a family, please record it and please put it on social media. You know why? Because I want to see that. Yeah. I think, I think it started out that way with social media because it was so new that any common person could film something and let everybody see yep. it. It was such a new thing. I think now we're at a place where we understand that the internet is just another place for the world to interact yes and i think there's a lot more room for those kind of things now where things are kind of changing it's like if you are the person that's always giving things away if you are the person that's just genuinely from the bottom of their heart helping people and you put it on the internet 
I don't think that that is seen as something that's like uh, exploitative anymore. Yep. You know, it's not it's not charity porn as they right. call Which it. Which I and, and I love the direction we're going in for right. that. Yeah, I think I think now we're getting to a place where it's like those things are just done to kind of counteract all of the other garbage yeah, that man. we put on social media. Yeah, man. Like I don't, you know, um, I I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see you, you you doing good deeds. I want to because what or also what it does is that when you post that, not only do you make other f- people feel better, but you encourage them to do the same. Right. Like when Drake did the video. Um, uh, yeah, just giving away. When he was giving out a car. Yeah. I mean, he, was, he gave a car out. He was giving out money. And God's plan. God's plan. God's plan video. Some people were, because they're haters. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gave out a million dollars to people for this shoot. Okay, yeah, you made it to a music video. You're just doing <laughs> this for, for more fame. Right. Drake has enough fame. Yeah, I also think it's the people that are saying those things are kind of people that are that have low vibration energy, yes. right? They're just people that are so stuck in their downward spiral that they see something objectively permanently good and they look at it and they criticize it yeah. because they're not doing that. Yeah, man. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're only doing that for fame and this and that. When Drake did that, there were actors. They were... Um, other artists, mm-hmm. athletes, posting them giving stuff out, posting because they were like, and whatever reason they were posting is, oh, Drake did it, so now I'm gonna do right. it. You hopping on the meme, pretty Guess much. Guess what? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, because it's what influence. you just did is influence, and it just helps someone. Yeah, and you're helping people, and, and and if you can start that, so let's create. And and you're right, we're going more in that direction where social media has become. It's no longer a second part of life. It right. is life now. Right. It's the it's the marketplace essentially. Yeah. yeah. And and if you can post it, and you know what, and it's being more accepted, and I'm glad it is because I want to see I want to see real. Yeah. I want to see. I want to be inspired. Mm-hmm. I want to look on social media, laugh a little bit. But my favorite parts of social media are inter, you know some entertainment, like some funny things. I'm having a bad day. I like to laugh. Education is my favorite part of social media. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love education. Is the best part of YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Big time. And then inspiration. So you can inspire people through social media. Right. So why not use that platform that you live in New Jersey? I, you know, I live in Hoboken. You live in Lodi, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And give, why, them, give them your address. Give them your address. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a picture of my license. So, like, we live there. Why can't we speak to people in Texas? Right. Or in India? Right. Why not? Yeah. I mean, these are universal feelings. These are universal uh, topics yep. that affect everybody in the human race. Why shouldn't we put out the objectively good sides of those things and just blast it for everybody to yep. see. There's there's no logical reason for that. And I think just coming from my perspective, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on in the church as well within it's like infighting mm. kinda. Where it's like, well, should we put on social media people praying for other people? Right. You know, it's like, well, what if somebody that's never seen that comes across it? They can either do one of two things. They can be cynical towards it. Or they could be like curious, yep, and be like, "Wow, this is kind of cool." They're just literally going out and just praying for people, yep. And it either way, it's an eye opener, yep. And either way, it provokes a conversation. And if you could bring one person, right, you did it. You did your job exactly. And and I think that that's one of the the biggest struggles I've had with what my job is as a marketer mm-hmm. and my spirituality is that kind of conflict mm. that comes in that comes in where you're like, okay, I want to showcase what I believe, but at the same time, the people who believe like I do don't necessarily agree with the way I want to exactly. give my message across. Exactly. It's kind of like sometimes sometimes I'll purposely sit in the back of How Church <laughs> because I love recording the worship uh, right. videos. I love recording worship, and it's really for two reasons. I love recording it because when I go back home, I like to listen to it again yeah. because I think that 
our worship singers are better than the majority of people on Apple Music. Yeah. Like I just shouts love to, shouts to Crystal. Shout man. out to Crystal to the whole crew, yeah. the whole um House of Worship worship team because and the sound guy Brian. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I just love listening to them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll listen to it again at home. But the second reason is I want to post it. So I don't care if nine people don't like it. If nine people are like all right, we get it, Rob. You're in church. You proved it because you posted a video. But one person says. I need worship in my life. Yeah. And they and they DM me, which is, has happened. Yeah. And they DM me and go, where's your church? Right. And I tell them, house of worship. I give them the address and then they show up because they saw a worship video. Yeah. So do you think I care about the nine people that are saying, yeah, okay, Rob, we get it. You, you know, you're recording in church. No, no. Because, but I do get a little nervous interest. Like, oh, I don't want to pull my phone out while we're in this deep prayer. Right. Because I'll pray deep. For say we have worship for a half hour, I'll pray deep for you know 15, 20 minutes, yeah. and then I'll allow myself to relax, and then I'll allow myself to, to record. So I, it looks like that when I'm recording, like okay, he recorded, yeah, you're, you're not you're a bystander, in, exactly. Yeah. So of course that 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 scared me a little bit, mm. but I'm like, no, like the world needs to needs to hear right. God's music. The world needs to hear the children of God sing it. Yeah. You know, and so that's something that it's funny you mentioned that because I used to. Like, yeah, I mean, our phones have become an extension of our voice. That's right. You know, and and who we connect with is is everything now. So, uh, I I don't see a problem with yeah. it. I'm I'm so glad we went into this. Me too. It's like yeah. a complete different yeah. road of discipline, but yeah. it was just something that that I think needs to be heard. And nah, I love it. Yeah, man. It's and to go if we can go full circle back to the to the discipline. Sure. It's like the dichotomy of of discipline, right? Which is the more disciplined you are the more free time you have. Yeah. So the more disciplined you are, the more leisure time you have. The more disciplined you are, the more you can be lazy if you so choose. Yeah. The more disciplined you are, you can start businesses, you can do things like you can work your nine to five and then from seven to, to midnight, work on your startup business. Yeah. Or you could watch Netflix or you could do whatever you want because guess what? You were so disciplined earlier in the day. So it's like that, yeah, that the irony of it, right? I want to I want to kind of give a, a verse that kind of talks about discipline because I, I think there's the the discipline, there's self discipline, and then there's there's spiritual discipline, mm. which is the way we pursue our relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? And I think they completely interact; they're melded together. If one is off, both are off, and so drop it for us. Yeah, yeah drop it, baby. It's, I get excited for the Bible verses. <laughs> it's Proverbs twelve one. So it says, and this is I love this. Um, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, mm. but whoever hates correction is stupid. Mm. <laughs> like that's legit that's the first. great. Yeah. Well, you like it because it's so like strong. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm freaking <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> but I mean, I love that because it just shows the connection between like when you accept discipline, you grow. You grow mm. from that, regardless of whether it's spiritual knowledge, um, knowledge in fitness, your career. When you accept and embrace crit- critique, you know, critique coming from a place of love, it completely changes the trajectory of your mindset. Mm-hmm. I remember being in um, in design class when I was in college, and we were we all put our logos up that we designed against the wall, and we would present them, we'd talk about them, and the teacher would just rip them apart. You'd just be like, there's negative space, there's that's, that shouldn't be there here, that font is terrible, what are you doing, this is backwards, oh, oh, you know, there's too much space here, and he'd just rip it to shreds. And the people that would get mad would come to find out were the people that didn't stay in the industry they didn't go into design but the people that embraced it fixed it and made their logo better were the people that are still working oh, in design crazy. now 
Yeah, and I mean, there was like 10 people in wow. my class. So, huh. like, I, I was able to keep track of them. I have most of them on Instagram still. And you can see the people that were like, all right, yeah, I'll change it. All right, what, what else did you say? And they mm. changed it. They're doing great in the design field now. Like, wow. genuinely successful. Like, way more yeah, successful yeah, yeah, than yeah. me. That's like, they got to marinate on that. That's, yeah. wow. Huh. I love that verse. It says everything, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, it's not calling you stupid for the sake of it. It's just saying, like, the fact that you would despise somebody that's trying to help you. That's that's the worst thing that you could possibly do for yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. And I used to fall victim to that a lot, especially in like my early 20s. You couldn't correct me in anything because I'd be mm. like, screw you. Who are you to tell me? Anything? Right. You know, and even if they're completely <laughs> like um, able, they have the experience in order to correct me. I'd just be like, yeah, get out of my face. Bro. And, and would you say that that now that you know that you're not like that, that that is a like a. a weak mindset mentality versus a strength like a, it's like a an str- insecurity it's insecurity yeah okay. i think it comes from a place of like let me figure it out on my own um because if i fail i don't want to fail in front of anybody because i'll be embarrassed mm. and that's just me personally yeah well i had the same thing i mean in in baseball i was i hated to be criticized like yeah. in my late teens early 20s you know if i screwed up if i made an error or whatever the case was I would shut down and that was one of my weak points where I would like shut down and I'd be really hard on myself and I wouldn't let the coach or anyone else help me. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, looking at it now, that just made me a completely weak leader mm. and overall player because of that, because I, w- I wasn't able to allow the criticism to say, Hey, if you just do this, you'll, you'll be better. Right. But now in hindsight, now I know that, you know, and it's, it, you got to go through it. You yeah, have to, you I know? mean, Pastor Chris was really the main one that called that out on me. Wow! Like, shout out to Pastor Chris. Yeah, like big time. Like, I remember he was the first person that ever told me, like, you've got pride issues. Mm. Like, you think way too much about your own opinion. Like, you need to take it down a notch. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about, right. man? Yeah, I was pissed at him. But then, like, you marinate on it, and you go back and you think about like the choices that you've made. And the people that told you not to make those choices, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, maybe he's right. Right. And so that was a big shift, and it, and it, it was a really difficult journey mm-hmm. because every it's not like it's not like quitting smoking. It's like where where you either have the cigarette or you don't. It's like qu- trying to quit the desire for smoking, mm-hmm. where it's like I don't even want to think about yep. it. And so th- that was like one of the hardest parts of that, but that took a lot of discipline. Right. So I mean, I like that, I and, that and I'm verse. glad that we, I'm glad that we wrap this up with with a Bible verse. Me too. It's man. like the center of our lives, so why not do it? You know? Yeah, for sure. So, I hate this part because I just don't want to ever leave. I just love the conversation. We're from discipline to this to that. Like I just love it. Um, but I really want people to know before we wrap up. I want you to, because there's a lot said, and mm-hmm. you're probably in your car, or you're in the gym, or you're cleaning your house while you're listening, whatever you're doing. To just take, like, make whatever's complex in your life. Like, don't look at discipline as this super complex thing. Just right. make it really simple. You know, I like, love that. we always talk about it. Plan accordingly. Be disciplined in what you do. But you have to know what you want first. Right. You have to know what you want. So identify what you want and then reverse engineer on how to get there. And then you'll do it. Yeah. And, and, and if you put God in the center of your life... You can do it much better. Love it, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, let's close out with yeah. uh, don't forget to go to uh, our Fight Over Flight community on Facebook and request us. And uh, we'll be sure to let you in. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, you're the real MVP, let mm-hmm. me tell you. <laughs> God bless you all. God bless. Peace.